0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Federated just wants to say thanks to all local businesses in and around the state of Minnesota. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com. Or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV
1: brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's
0: wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, Roycey. So just when the Vikings got you, just when you think <laughs> got you, you no, know, they got me.
1: Yeah, I, I, they had me too. I didn't see any way they could lose a home game here. But Dallas <laughs> looked pretty good yesterday. That they, they didn't look bad. They, I don't know where they've been all year, being this rotten. But the that defensive player, the one that hit uh, Cousins in the head and got the fumble and his safety as a Walker. Yeah, he hadn't been playing. You know, he only started playing like three games. He's a He's a beast. He's running all over the place. And they got some athletes and uh, our boys gave them encouragement early. So once you, you know, you give a bad team encouragement, plus they, they're, they're the only team in the league can say, Man, if we can only get the seven wins, we can make the no playoffs. Kidding. Yeah. You're we can right, you're win right. The division. Yeah. If yeah. we can only get the seven wins, we can win the division. You know, come on, boys. So uh yeah. yeah, it was uh it was a bad loss, there's no doubt. But I think the whole lingo among us was, okay, they have these three mutts, these three mutts coming to town. Uh can they lose one Uh you know can they lose one and i i was among those that said no they can't they're playing too good but but they lost one and the defense came back to uh what they were early in the season that was yes that was their biggest problem
0: yeah i don't don't think ultimately if you have a run game i don't think they can consistently stop you because the bears didn't have one like the bears can't run the
1: bears can't run at all and 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 to join with that, they can't pass. But, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, they, that's they're good, horrible touche. offensively. But, uh, yeah, and again, you, you, well, you watch Elliot a little bit, and I haven't watched him much this year, but he's like easy to discourage too. If it's this third quarter and he's got six carries for 20 yards, he don't give a damn. <laughs> but yesterday, you gave him a little, hey, eh, this isn't bad. I can yeah. get a few holes to run through. And he got invested in it. Andy Dalton's, you know what? Uh, at his best, he was a middle of the road quarterback, and now he's not that good. But he's, I think he, I think he can make more plays for you than Ben DiNucci was a couple oh, of weeks ago. God, so, I hope so. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's a bad loss. There's no doubt about it, and uh, it is amazing as well as they move the ball and uh, you know some of the great catches that were made and. That they go two three and outs there in the fourth quarter. You know, really? didn't didn't you feel they'd like at least, uh, you know, get back down there and, and yeah. make it exciting? Absolutely.
0: So, bad loss. Absolutely. No about it. How how about the Pollard 42-yard touchdown Ooh. run on Chris Jones? Is that, he still that, a Viking? As far as I know... He won't be by uh, five this it's afternoon. It's 12-10 <laughs> right now in the afternoon on <laughs> yes, Monday yes. as we record this, and he still is. But I think that's a top three... <laughs> worst tackle attempt since Zim got the job. Uh and and it's not like Derrick Henry
1: was running either. No I mean the what no. the, uh but Zim called him out basically. Didn't didn't say his name but uh, but the strip has a photo of him, like just sort of looking at Pollard, like, yeah, yeah what? Uh, okay, yeah. Am I supposed to I mean, him? He's, there's no way he's. And isn't it a shock that a, a defensive back who was cut by the Detroit Lions <laughs> wouldn't be a stud? You know, I said the same How thing. How can you be that hard up? But uh, the, the uh, now, I you know, I missed the fake punt, but I read Craig's description of it today. Uh. Apparently, dummy. Oh. Chris Boyd goes out there for the fake punt and then waves at the he, waves at the punter like I'm open.
0: <laughs> Before the snap. Yeah. Like he's, he's jumping he's, up and down. Yes,
1: it, me the ball. It, it, it
0: looked like a kid at recess <laughs> in this, third grade. Hey, I open.
1: hey son. This is supposed to be skullduggery here. <laughs> this is supposed to be a deep, deep, dark secret. But This is not supposed to. Sometimes, you know, one thing I love about football is the occasions when utter and complete stupidity arrives. Oh, hell arrives. Yes. yes. That's one of the great things. And, you know, the guys, you know, we had two of them in one week run into the end zone and score touchdowns that ended up costing their team the game when everyone in America watching the game said, they're going to let them score right here, right? Yes. And, and they right. won't, but yeah. they won't be stupid enough to do it. Right. One was Todd Gurley, right? Yes. And who, by the way. Who had done it before. Correct. Yes. Not scoring. But. Todd Gurley, with the kind of career he's having now, has got to take his touchdowns. We can get him, even if they aren't trying to tackle him. Might be true. But, uh, and then the other kid, who, you know, but he, 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 I, I happened to be watching TV for both those moments for some reason and was saying, okay, they're going to let you score here. Uh, don't, 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 you know, run down to the two and lay down, kneel down.
0: Yeah.
1: And they, I mean, they, they it's amazing. I know it's an incredible game, and when you watch it from field level, from behind, you know, I never figure out how any quarterback ever completes a pass because it's all chaos out there. But, I mean, you are trained to do this, and it's incredible, the stupidity that appears. You've been practicing. Obviously, that fake punt with Chris Boyd as the receiver has been practiced during the week, five, 10, 15 times, right? Right. Now, Chris, you come out here. This is You yes. just you just look like you're intent to get down there and cover this punt. Yes. You don't turn around. and Go. Hey, hey, hey. But that's I'm what open, I was going to ask. I'm don't open. you? Part
0: of the practice would be you got to
1: stay calm. Yes, yes, and, and quiet. Yes, yes. Yeah. You. you <laughs> what 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 is amazing is Dallas. Even after he waved his hands,
0: still let him complete the pass if they hadn't this called the true. penalty. Yeah, this right? is true
1: too. So. Uh, yeah, and they,
0: then on the ensuing punt, Chris Boyd throws an illegal block to the back of a Cowboy player that gives the Cowboys the ball at their own forty-eight, and they go down and score. Yeah,
1: yeah. He had a Chris Boyd and Chris uh, Chris Jones had a bad, had bad games there. Uh, and you know when you're down to what's Boyd supposed to be third teamer?
0: Yeah, ideally probably. When, when everybody's yeah. healthy. Yeah, so second or third team, but uh, yeah, yeah, ideally.
1: Well, anyway, it's uh, it is. It, I I love, I love Zim, Pouting. I really love Zim Pouting. It's it's. I think do you pout, like it more on
0: Zoom. I think
1: I do because he's kind of <laughs> like isolated. A he's kind of pers- <laughs> isolated there. He's kind of isolated there in that Zoom, yes. and he just and he can't hide his disgust in a crib, like looking at other people or anything, and. You know, right? I think the first question, wasn't it, Thomason? The first question, how the tight end gets so open for the
0: touchdown? I don't know if it was the first one. I
1: think it was the first question. Hey, you know, (laughs) and right away, he's got the RA. He's got the RA anyway because of Chris Jones and everything else. Mm -hmm. It's hysterical. Best, as I said on Twitter, best since Chuck McKenna covered the Vikings for the strip in the late 70s. Early 80s. It was still – it started in Met Stadium. It might have carried over the Metrodome. But he was the Viking rider. And Bud had been here since 67 and always covered with reverence, right? Right. Ever, absolute reverence. Right. Clovey, reverence. Sid, absolute, you know, greatest human being that ever lived. Uh, the beat riders were all – you know, Alan Holbert was – you know, he was a good enough guy, but he, you know, didn't challenge Bud. And, sure. and McKenna comes in. He's kind of got that, you know, that seven late 70s, it's dope smoking look to him. You know, not, I'm not saying he was, a, but he had the look. What? I'm not sure. <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't hang out with him because he was obnoxious. But he drove Bud nuts. And even better, he made Sid insane. He made Sid insane. Sid hated him. Sid would yell at him when he asked a questions in, in that little tight room in Met stadium, in that little coach's room. And McKenna, I, I don't know what happened to him. I, I don't know if he's still with us or not, but uh, he only lasted about three, four years. But he, you know, this was, But the Vikings were starting to go downhill. Yep. You know, they were nine and, you know, instead yeah. of 12 and two and, thirteen and three, they were nine and seven, eight and eight, you know, lucky lucky just like this team to be in a mediocre division. But but yeah, Bud Bud got Bud couldn't it was all new to Bud, and Bud was you could see him get irritated, but he you know he didn't
0: As the question's killed. being asked. Yeah. Because that's could, how Zim is. Yeah. You Zip, could, Zim yeah. you can see him being when the question starts he's po but
1: Sid was like irate. Sid was screaming at him and And uh, that was that was before my time back at the strip, obviously. But I'm sure he was in there screaming at the editors every day. You got to get rid of that McKenna; he's terrible, you know. And Jay Wiener was around then too, and Jay would stirs things up, doing right and stuff. And, you know, Gelfand was their baseball for oh, Poor God. Sid had lost control. The 70s they, had to not you know, sit we, well no, with Sid Hartman. No, the idea the, that... The 70s... the No, no. The, uh, that's when... <laughs> 70s is when objectivity made a strong push. Yes. You know, that all of us young guys became... You're right. It was more you know, we didn't care if the home team won or lost. And if the we had a chance to rip the home team we did it. And that was completely, you know, when you go back and look at like Gopher Football in the fifties, even no matter what they were saying amongst themselves, you know, it was all you know it was right. it was like it was never out and out, you know, when the Murray went one and eight in fifty eight, uh I think it was one and eight and fifty eight. It was wow, well, young. You know the young. The, it was the young team. Blah blah blah. Kind of what? Kind of like the comeback that that the homerism has made now. But the seventies are when the late seventies, early eighties. A lot of stuff changed, and that was hard. That was an adjustment because Sid, you know, he had been the sports head in the sixties and in the early seventies. He couldn't control the staff anymore. They were just all. You know invented? You weirdos. know who invented ripping in the Twin Cities? though? Fowler. Bob Fowler came in from Detroit and he was first hired at the Tribune and uh, he would write smart ass stuff and uh, I remember him writing a game story on the Vikings in I don't know but they the Falcons were new you know so it's mid 60s late 67 or so Mm -hmm. and the Vikings stunk it out and they were like one and two or it might have been you know they were one and three and his lead of the of the game story was bring on the Falcons exclamation point. And then he'd write like four graphs and then bring on the Falcons. And about you know, in a twenty five inch game story, he probably had bring on the Falcons in there like five times and Sid was ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sid was very, very irate that uh but that was kind of the
0: hey, that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Polkum. So who who was the first columnist, sports columnist to rip? Uh, uh I'm not sure. I,
1: I uh, Let me see. Let me see. Seventies. Who was? Uh, I mean, Col- Sooch probably. Stuck or Sooch, Sooch. would. Yeah, Sooch. Sooch's anti-Dome campaign, pro-med anti-Dome campaign. That was, you know, that was pretty novel. That was, you know, that was. And again, Joe Sid. To... Yeah, and Sid basically ran Joe out of off his column. So he had enough influence in. But he was he he was fighting it on several fronts. There, Sid was he was fighting Such, he was fighting McKenna, he was fighting the to, to, to control the beats. It was a tough time for him, man. A lot of smart Alex who might have went home and smoking a little Mary Jane <laughs> 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 when we thought there was something bad about that. Anyway. <laughs> I, uh, I was, uh, what, what's our cousins? Do we, I think the fans still want to be bad at cousins, don't they?
0: I think even some of them he, do.
1: Even though, now when you look at, I mean, the last two weeks, the numbers have been good. The two weeks before that, he didn't have to pass, right? Uh-huh. The first two games in this winning streak yeah. were, what, 24 passes in two yep. games, right? So the number, I mean, the percentage and everything was good. But the, uh, you know, the last two weeks, his quarterback rating is like 140 or something, right? Mm -hmm. So what's your theory? He looks like he's more willing to, you know, take a, you know, get out a little bit and
0: try to make a play. And, you know. And I think he can, if it's scripted, I think he's fine. Uh, My theory is this. My theory theory is that the way that they played yesterday in Zim's world was absolutely perfect. The problem is the defense can't stop teams. Yes. So I they're not the the bad thing for them is if they are behind late, they're not built to come back. But Zim's theory on football is my team shouldn't be behind late because once they get a lead my defense can hold it. That's they, the problem.
1: They they do not uh uh Twenty-five yards is about their outer limit for pass completions, mostly, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, it Del- makes a nice pass, but you, I mean, you got great—you got two great wideouts here, yep. Yeah. feelings
0: but the, having a year here. But again. the problem, Pat, is this: if they get the ball at their own twenty-five late, Dalvin's not a real threat. Yeah, if Dalvin's not a real threat, and and I'm the DC for the opposing team, I can stop you. Yes, because the guy that scares me is Dalvin.
1: Yes, that's true. And uh you know, you can double both wide receivers basically. Yep. And uh and you can put a little pressure. And
0: Jefferson on dropped that ball which a little, he's got to catch. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he's uh he's he's good though, man. He's good. They uh the long know. touchdown was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, they don't uh you watch them when Irv Smith what, – what, why did they become allergic to Irv Smith? I have
0: no idea why <laughs> why they do that. It makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, he I, caught
1: two in a row, and then they I, – I don't know. I don't know why. But uh, anyway, yeah. I I don't think it's as – if when you look at the playoffs, though, if they're going to – if they still got a good shot if they expanded to eight, you know, mm-hmm. they're lucky they're not in the other league, the other conference. I mean the AFC has, you know, you're gonna to have to win ten in the AFC. Yeah. Here, here, nine will. I mean, yeah. seven will get you in the East, and then nine, nine. I think nine will still get you in in the in the in the in the NFC. The NFC is terrible. I mean, Green Bay has their defense is pathetic. Uh, they, and that Valdez Scantling. How about that fumble? Turn it around. Ooh. It was just shifting. Somebody just yeah just tapped, touched it, touched the ball, didn't even knock it out of his hand, and he was already in uh, Rodgers' outhouse for a drop two weeks ago, right? What well, didn't he have a oh, big? Very, didn't didn't yeah. he have a big drop? And uh, like they had some play that they set up perfectly, and That's had a very big possible, pop. yes. And
0: uh, I'm sure you're right. Yeah,
1: I mean they, you know, Brad Gutkin's. Hey, God love him. Should be uh, he should be sued for uh, uh, non
0: non help. Imma- Why didn't they get him a receiver? Can you imagine if the Packers had made a trade and gotten Jefferson?
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's have Devonte
0: Adams and Jefferson.
1: That's who they wanted. And uh, I, I've been bad mouthed about saying that, but Daboski told me that that the reason they didn't take a receiver is that this guy was gone. That uh, but. And they, they, everybody said, well, they moved up to get Jordan Love, but they would have moved up to get Jefferson too if he was there. But they, they but if they had, if they had I gotten, mean,
0: I guess they didn't feel like, I don't know, maybe they didn't think the Vikings were going to take him. I don't know. But if they had gotten above the Vikings and taken this kid right now and had Adams and Jefferson, yeah,
1: Devani is, uh,
0: he's what he's leading the
1: league and he missed two games at least, right? Didn't he miss two games? Yeah, he yes missed he did. Two games, so. Yes he did. And it's. Uh, Rodgers playing as good as he's ever played. He's got nothing to help. The defense is terrible, and uh, he doesn't have really tight ends or the. the he, he invented this tight end, this Tanyan or whatever uh-huh. his name is. So,
0: so who, who's good? The Saints are pretty good. Saints, but the are they
1: really? How yeah. Bad, how bad's my guy Jameis that they decided to play Tayson Hill? <laughs> I think you should change the Jameis take. Well, maybe a I have to, but b don't you think that's a little of Peyton? Well, probably Two, saying. I'll show you guys. I think I, there is a guy him. this guy here. I think
0: Jameis scares him. With all those picks, yeah, I, I probably, think it scares him. probably does, but, uh, you know, this guy's...
1: where? How'd their defense get so good? They, I don't they know. They the Falcons. Yeah. Nothing.
0: Nothing. Well, are the Falcons that bad, or is their defense I don't know. pretty good? the Falcons
1: were... Ryan was having a good year statistically until
0: yesterday, so I don't know. But, but you're right, because... Okay, I, I like the Cardinals. Seattle, I like the quarterback, their but defenses, their, defenses their defense is awful. Their defense is worse than the Vikings. Yeah. And uh, and the East is a nightmare. <laughs> no, the East are terrible. I mean, someone's going to get a whole playoff game out of that division. Yeah, but who would,
1: who would they go on a road to play that you'd say they can't beat them? Can't beat them? In the in the whole conference. I don't know. I mean, New Orleans. Absolutely can't. New Orleans, Breeze, if he's got 11
0: broken ribs, we're never seeing him again. I got a question he's for done. you. How did you break, know we had 11. How do you break? <laughs> I asked Don that question. How do you break 11 ribs? I don't know. I, it, it
1: looks, it's like the, the inside scoop guys are trying to out alarm each other with 11 ribs. Really? It must be little tiny cracks or something. Well, and I he kept
0: know. playing for a while there. So, yeah. But eleven yeah. ribs? I didn't know you could break eleven ribs and still yeah. function. Yeah, I mean, I don't.
1: They can go to Green Bay and do the same thing they did to them last time. If they end up going there, they can. I think Arizona would be tough because of Kyle. Arizona, yeah, I do too. I, I think mean, Russell, I mean, I'm not predicting that they could go on a road and win one, but uh, but they're uh, you know there's there's nobody that frightens you. That's for sure. And yeah. in, in the other in the other conference, there's about six of them that frighten you. I mean the Ravens are six and four for goodness sakes, and we all thought they were trading to, when they got our guy. We thought they were trading to go to the Super Bowl. Now they nothing. they might not. Yeah, he's got his first sack yesterday, mm. and and uh, you know now I hear the Vikings being applauded for getting rid of him. Well, they they went from a. <laughs> Yeah, they just, gave up a they gave up a second rounder, and the best they can get back is a third, right? And they, I don't think it's necessary they're going to get up a third, get back a third either. I'm not sure. So, anyway, that was uh, that was uh, amazing. One and four at home. Yeah, I know. Not having people does make a difference. Oh, it definitely does. But yeah, it, it, but you can conversely you can go say, well, what do they want in Green Bay if there were people? You know. What, what you
0: know? What are they? Who know, who the don't. defense definitely has always thrived because the opposing quarterback can't think.
1: Mm-hmm. What? What is our view of the youth on the defensive ends? Just okay, or any, many good? I
0: think one of might be good. One I think one of might be good. He play a lot yesterday. Um, I didn't. I, didn't, I would I have to look at his up. snaps, but he he's played pretty well since he started to get a chance. Mm-hmm. Odenebo, I don't know. I can't tell. And Holmes,
1: Holmes, all he did yesterday was make a bad, yeah.
0: bad, I, dumb play. Right. I do think that the one thing that is very clear is the interior of that line without Michael Pierce, who was supposed to be a big deal, uh, is very weak. One thing that—I
1: don't think it's in bed, quite as bad in the NFL and it shouldn't be, but one thing we saw again Friday at the Gopher game is, for some reason, the pandemic has made—I don't know if it's because of opt-outs or what's going on, but the pandemic has made officiating— Oh, in the power five level the worst it has ever been it's and it's not because of the pass interference in, in, in the end zone on purdue there was like a couple of calls on the gophers in the fourth quarter the one pass interference defensively there was there was nothing there that's yeah. what do you I, it just drives me nuts everybodys saying, oh you've tried to official no but if I'm officiating my number one rule is, Unless I know it to be true, I'm not calling a penalty. If it yeah. looks like it might be, I am not throwing a flag. I have to know it was right, mm-hmm. and it's just the opposite. These guys are these idiots are just like saying, "Oh God Almighty, uh, we called that bad pass interference penalty against the bite by- against the Gophers." You know, five minutes ago. So maybe we better uh, call it the other way this time. And uh, I would have liked to have had a uh, audio clip of what
0: Jeff Brom was saying
1: oh. to that official on the sidelines. That
0: was not good. He did his best post game not not to go after the guy, but that call. Mm-hmm. And I know he I know there's he used a, his hand. There's a little. But yeah, well, he on. used it because the guy was you know. Yeah, Basically it was the draped. normal. Yeah, it
1: was the normal thing. It was brutal. But can
0: you imagine? Can you imagine if the golfers had lost oh, on that play? What's the, What we'd the golfer sh- holders would be saying? Yeah, we would be uh, screaming for sure. And people were trying to defend. Oh yeah, he bad pushed off. I didn't. You know what?
1: I thought that quarterback was like mediocre as you could get, and he passed for. 350 yards and five incompletions. I mean, he, kind of, the threw a, quarterback, he kind of threw a Plumber. slow ball.
0: You know, he didn't the, the uh, I any mean, zip uh, he on the He was ball. not that good. He
1: was in the, in the no, the off. goal for
0: defense is that bad. Apparently. No, I think you were right. Apparently. I think you were right. You
1: know, look, God awful Saturday. Wisconsin looked terrible. Yeah, I watched I, it. I, I, I wouldn't. I, they're missing a lot of guys still, I guess, because of COVID. But. They were brutal. They don't have any
0: of the receivers. That quarterback did not look at Mertz. Oh, no. He looked
1: terrible. He looked he looked brutal. And know uh, looked better against Lavelle Neal's uh, Illini in the opener.
0: But <laughs> you and I could put This is only team.
1: his, what, they've only played how many games now? This was only the third game, right? Third. Yeah. So, and he'd only played that, this was only his second, right? Or did he play? Him? No, he played. He played all... The- he he
0: got COVID after they won their first game, okay. but then, then they, they took they like three play, weeks they off. They took two weeks off. Yeah, so, okay. two weeks off. So then he came back Yeah, he looked
1: terrible. They have no running game, which they've had for their whole lives.
0: Northwestern looks damn good, too.
1: Defensively, they're good. Yeah. Defensively, they're good. And the the quarterback's good. You know who's good? Indiana. Yep. They they were behind 35 to... What? 35 to 7, right? Did they made it 35-28.
0: Did you see the coaches post-game talk, though? They kept showing it throughout the day. He's crazy. He's nuts. Oh, he's he literally yelling and, I'm proud of you guys. I'm mad about the scar, but I'm proud of you guys. Uh, and yeah. he's shaking. And yeah, oh, he's, Dude, yeah, he's doing a sedative, my man. He's an uh, older version
1: of Fleck. He's nuts. he's, oh. uh, he's uh, yeah. He screams. I heard his, like, Friday press conference or something, and he screams through the whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, he was a... Uh, you, you'd hate him. I don't think he... I think he's the only head coaching experience he had was as a high school head coach. And then he was an assistant, and then they hired fired that Kevin, uh, the, the 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 offensive coordinator from India from Oklahoma that they brought in, who was doing pretty well there. But he was mean. He was too mean to the players. So they fired him. Okay, he's now the offensive coordinator at uh, at Ohio State.
0: Kevin, whatever the hell is the this guy is off his rocker. Oh God, he is nuts. He's I mean he makes Fleck, Fleck look quiet. Oh yeah, but because he's, he's a louder. top level
1: the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean Fleck says it with enthusiasm, but, yeah. but not at a not at a screaming pitch. Yeah, uh, he's, like, he's a guy, shaking. By and the way, he's a guy asking for fifty. Kevin years. Wilson. Kevin Wilson. Yeah. Okay. He's a guy asking for uh fifteen yarders all the time. Fleck, he won't shut up on the sideline oh. you know, when there's he bitches about calls. PJ? Yeah. Well,
0: but PJ's he's thing got, is he's gotta stay on the he doesn't understand you can't run out on the field every time you yeah. get excited. And his uh and he's he's
1: screaming and hollering about plays that aren't that controversial a lot of times. Uh, now the one when they call that one offensive Pass A uh, defensive pass interference. He should have been screaming, but uh, the other guy was. But that officiating crew, and they had a gal, on in, in, yes. a woman in there. Yes. I don't think she did anything. Did she ever throw a flag? I have no idea. She looked like she was spotting the she ball. She was spotting the ball. She was spotting the, spot ball, in the ball, but I don't. It was like all these sexist. In pigs that they were with said, "Whatever you do, don't throw a penalty flag. We'll take care of the bad Well You know calls. what? Good for her. She was the only yeah, one with right. reason that's if she true. didn't throw the yeah, flag. I didn't. I never saw her as involved in the conversation about what. When, when the call they was.
0: called that Purdue tight end, and I saw that flag, uh, I said, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, like it was a nice play too. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice play, but that's the type. That's the exact type of thing where where these clowns think that you came to see them. <laughs> Here's what a
1: football coach should look like. Perhaps not physically, but in deportment. Andy Reid. Andy Reid is the greatest. Did you see did you watch that game last night? No, I was writing. So, you know, they uh, you know, there's 2 minutes to go and they're behind 3 and Mahomes got the ball and their problem, I mean, three minutes ago, and their problem is they scored too fast. <laughs> you know, cause yes. he's on, And the winning play is they had some kind of a route that got Kelsey you know, Mahomes had to drop, you know, make time for himself like he always does and, and made it look like he was going to run. Mm-hmm. And then he just drops it into Kelsey in the middle of the end zone wide open. And so that's 31-28 with 28 seconds to go or 30 no wait 4 point deficit so 35-31 right and Kelsey's over there and he's giving Aunt, Big I Andy a back rub he's giving Andy a back rub like you wise old guy I mean there's an ad. you know he's he's not screaming or hollering or anything once in a while they complain to the officials but not, not outrageous but that's a relationship you like to see because it's genuine. Yep. It's not like, oh, uh, we're doing community service and all that crap. Uh, you know, it's it's genuine. You know, <laughs> you wise old chubby sob, you. You know, it's uh, it's uh, and I mean, Mahomes is like it. Uh, it's like Andy will think of something. You know, that's, yeah. and if he doesn't, I will. I that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. that's,
0: the, that's the great thing is that Patrick is like, well, if you don't think of it, I will. So don't yeah, worry right. about and, it. I got to take care he, of And he had a
1: quote on him today saying, he's the best there is. I'm lucky to have him. The city's lucky to have him, <laughs> you know, and and it's, uh, it is amazing. I mean, they are nine and one and they've, how many have they Pulled out like five. Yeah,
0: I mean, been, yeah, because Mahomes doesn't. If they're within six and there's two minutes to go, they're going to win. The Vikings get get the ball with one thirty seven left, and yeah, they're oh, hyper they hyper, the hyper of, Yes, well, right. what are we going to do? How are we going to get downfield? <laughs> Mahomes was like, "Oh, here, you take it. No, now <laughs> yeah, you take right, it. Right? Yeah." Yeah. Kelsey runs a
1: pick and he gets it. Well, and and one thing they really have going for him is everybody's terrified if he's going to go out and run for 20 when he's rolling. And and he gets out of, when the game's on the line, he gets out of dodge, too. He gets out. He wants to be in space to make plays. Mm -hmm. And he'll turn his back to you and run out that way, too. You know, he'll he'll run out that way because he knows he's got the legs, man. He's something. I yeah I don't think there's a discussion anymore as to who the MVP is, is it? I mean, it's him. No, I think it's I done. Mean, he's now. put Russell in the rearview yeah. mirror. Yeah, Russell's. Yeah. Roethlisberger's ten and all, but they're going to lose about three games. Be, they're they're not great. They're going to lose about three games before they they got to go to Baltimore. Baltimore beat them Thursday. I bet. Really? Yep. Hmm. Even though Baltimore's lost two of three and yeah. Oh, no, I think they're. Uh, I think I, I think they're one and three since they
0: got guy, or whatever they are. And Gakwe is the problem. Yeah, could be. Could be. And Lamar is... Uh, Lamar's, Lamar's okay, but Lamar, I, I think Lamar can be figured out on tape. I, I think that's the thing. Mahomes can't be figured out. Well... That's the difference. Uh, Mahomes is a much more accurate passer, yep. don't you think? Yeah. Lamar's a great athlete. But I also don't think you can scheme. I think if you scheme Mahomes, he's just going to beat you with something else. Lamar actually has a, a few go-tos that if you take him away, you can beat him. Uh yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Well, I, I think you can
1: easier it's easier to confuse him.
0: Lamar reminds me of the scheming that, that teams did for Kaepernick after the Niners beat the Packers on the read option that one year. By the
1: way, I guess I didn't see the Saints yesterday, but we had the read option made a comeback with Tayson Hill. Well, that's what Tayson that was gonna do. I watched they, the first half of the game. Made a comeback with it. So uh the the uh the NFL, though, no, they keep uh, – college football is a, just a cluster, but the NFL keeps playing
0: their games. Hey, why is college basketball going to try? I don't know. Like, I understand it's for well, – I don't but- – I mean, why are they going to try the non-conference part of it? I don't know. You
1: know, pl- play play your 18 Big Ten games and two non-conference games, but these – you're, you're going to end up losing
0: – you know, there's 300 and some teams. You're going to end up losing 50 teams playing these dumbass. Duke was supposed to play a game Wednesday that just got called off because Gardner-Webb had a bunch of po- – or had positive, positive tests. yeah. But I don't understand why they're even bothering with a, that portion. No, right. why don't you wait a month?
1: What's what's the hurry? You know, what, I don't know. What, my uh, Gophers have a game tonight, right? Isn't it tonight? No, 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 no. Next week. Wisconsin. Green oh, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah, Green Bay is soon. coming to town. They got a hockey game tonight. After that's two right. days after we the, got hockey, we got, we got uh, Ohio what, State Thursday, Friday, and now Monday, Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday yes. So that's that's, that's combination. A, thank you for of, reminding me. I watch that's, it. That's a combination of. Uh, that's a combination of cutting down on travel and also the Big Ten Network wants TV. just want programming. want
0: programming on Monday and Tuesday, right? I think matsko has got a team too this time. Yeah, I think so. He's good. They look good.
1: He's good. He's uh, he's. he's uh, good. That young blue line, form? Yeah, he's a calm, calm guy, but he's, you know, he's, you know what he doesn't have that is a tradition with gopher hockey coaches? Paranoia. Did Wooger have the paranoia? Well, Wooger, in the end, Wooger, got added, once, you know, Wooger didn't have paranoia for 10, 12 years when if you didn't make it to the Frozen Four, it was a disappointment, you know, because they were winning. Seventy-five percent of their games, but when they when it went bad, Wooger got Wooger got Uger, Uger, Uger got him tight, felt the tension. And, okay, and Lucia... The Don definitely uh, had the Don it. didn't have it, you know, when he comes in and wins back to back. Right, no, he somehow got it. he clawed out that first national championship with uh, Leopold Ballard and Paul Martin on his defensive crew, and uh, then he. Uh, and then he won the next one with Vanek and two of those guys, right? Yes. So, uh, uh, but then he got he got as paranoid as he gets down the stretch. Oh yeah, absolutely. The last few years, yeah. Yes. And he kind of went to that. He went through the full paranoid era of. I, I got. I'm doing a good job. I got to keep this job to The last four years, it was like bleep but I don't care what they say, right?
0: What well, What was a stretch where they didn't go? They didn't go to the tournament. The NCAA tournament for a few years. And then Mm -hmm. I think the the one thing where I will say that college hockey would drive me crazy is the the behind-the-scenes involvement of the parents that remains. Yeah, all alone. That would drive me up the wall.
1: Maybe that's why some of these
0: teams, I wouldn't take their calls. Maybe
1: that's why some of these... And, and, and when you're taking the 18-year-old high school That's what out. I'm talking about.
0: That's why yeah. I want 26-year-old... When you're, Union,
1: when you're at Union and you got all these 25-year-old yes. guys
0: who's... Parents are in the nursing home. And so. well, then I'm fine. Yeah, then That's what fine. I want. 26 yeah. year old defenseman yeah. who are six foot five with facial hair yeah. from Manitoba.
1: Yeah, right. That's true. Who who played three years of juniors, didn't get signed, and now they then they started at a at a at a big time program. And didn't get the play, so now they came here as a twenty-two-year-old redshirt. They're getting fresh, in a lot of fights, they drink incessantly, <laughs> yes. and they play hockey on weekends. For, uh, I mean that. I think that team we that we lost to Union. Oh God, they were whatever huge. year that
0: was. That wasn't for I don't I think. That.
1: I I think there were. Gophers had 13 or 14 NHL draftees, and they had
0: none. Yeah, yeah they had that um, <laughs> Gostabir, right? Uh, the, so the, he might have signed from... yeah. as a, one of those free yeah. agents, but they didn't have any. They also only had, because um, St. Claude State uh, played them in the regular season that year, they only had, I believe, two players on scholarship. <laughs> oh, they were great. Oh, yeah, right. they were yeah. just all yeah free money like literally giving the money to play in the hockey <laughs> they they literally kicked the gophers ass mm-hmm. and i it mean awesome. that physically well then they get like three right off the bat and then the gophers oh, try yeah. to fight back the they... gophers had no chance but those are the kids i want if i coach because you know what i don't want some 19 year old from me dinah because i don't want you calling me and asking about <laughs> ice time or line combinations Speaking of he died
1: in hockey, the great John Hankinson died on uh, Friday. Uh, He'd been battling Parkinson's, 77 years old. Uh, Best known around here uh, as the quarterback that Murray Warmath allowed to pass. Really? (laughs) 64 and 65. Sandy Stevens was an All-American quarterback, and he wouldn't throw 10 times a game. You know, they ran the option, basically. Sure. And the early option, you know, and Hankinson set all this as he said, he set all the passing records. He said, it wasn't too tough. <laughs> he says Sandy was lucky if they let him pass. He said Sandy had him, and he was lucky if they let him throw 10 times. So Hankinson, and then he kicked her out a little bit, and then they, he was in Viking camp and stuff like that. And... uh and got into the uh, real estate development business. Bear Path was one of his. And But they had three sons, you know. Yep. Peter, Ben, and Casey mm-hmm. uh, all played for the Gophers. And uh, Peter and Ben played in the NHL for a while. And Peter was uh, – I went out and I looked it up and I actually posted the column, 1990. And Bonnie, the, the wife, John's wife – Was it a a cheerleader from Wilmer? And they met at the U as right off the bat. He was actually a ball boy for the Vikings. And she was on the Viking cheerleading crew in 61. And that's where they met. So they go back there. You could call her a live wire though. The first, like one of the first times I met her, she grabbed me by the shirt and said, "You better start writing nice things about hockey." <laughs> you know, <laughs> she was a beauty, and I went out and did this thing. Ben and Peter were the Gophers in '90. Were finishing, and Peter was a senior, and Ben was a junior. Casey was only thirteen. He came along later, and and it, it was a great column because they were like the, the opposite human beings. The the Peter was the bo- Oh yeah, she, she called them the Republican and the Democrat. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Bonnie called them. I remember and, the kids. And uh, yeah, there was uh, there were some uh, there were some great lines in there. And uh, <laughs> the, the the lead of it is Bob Spear was a longtime volunteer assistant with the Gophers back when the Gopher hockey program was one coach, one assistant, <laughs> and then a couple of volunteers, including you know that was. Yeah. Uh, and Bob was. They were having their their like senior night a couple of weeks before the season ended at home, and and Bob was standing by the ice, weeping, you know, crying. And Buddy said, "What's wrong, Bob?" He said, "I don't know." He says, "I don't know if I'm crying because Peter's leaving or Ben's staying." <laughs>
0: Every season, the Olsons would gather on their dock. With all the weeds and muck, no one would go into the water, except for neighbor Larry, who would stand in there to cool off amongst the thick weeds. Hey, neighbors. Larry. But this season, the Olsons dropped a few aquaside pellets into their lakefront. After just one application, the water was crystal clear. And turns out, neighbor Larry is a free spirit and a fan of skinny dipping. Hey, neighbors. Larry. Oh, my. Who nude? Clear your lake or pond completely. Visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be required.
1: So, I mean, it was just, that was when the gopher hockey was this family of, and I mean, everybody says they're family now. You aren't family. Right. You know what family is? When Wooger, when they used to take the bus to Houghton, and Wooger's parents, Jake and Wanda, would be on the bus with them, and Mike Crowley and Bonin and make sure uh, Jake had a 12-pack of beer to drink on the way back, and they'd have a few beers. on The guys who were old enough would have a few beers on the bus on the way back from Houghton. And then they'd, you know, on Friday night after the game, Woogers hotel room, the best you could come up with for a suite in Houghton, yep. would just, all the parents who made the trip would come up there. They'd all drink in the... They'd all drink in the room, and and Wanda apparently would sit in the corner, and uh, Jake would never say anything. You know, Jake would own a bar of Woogs. He owned a bar over in in South St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And he would, I guess, open it and work the morning shift where he didn't have to talk much. But Wanda would, Wooger would come in and say, Wooger! You better change that first line as you're gonna get fired. She'd chew his ass out about <laughs> the way his strategy and stuff. I mean, that was they they were all like buddies, mm-hmm. you know. And the the parents were you know, if, if the if the kid came home and pitched about Wooger, the parents had slap the kid in the head, you know, back in the old days.
0: The uh, old college hockey fraternity oh, might oh, be that among that the greatest. League. Yes, the WCHA, that frat oh, yeah. was maybe one of the great stories. Well,
1: Marucci, Mariucci's best buddy was Amo Bassoni, the coach at Michigan State, all those old Italians, and they'd all drink together. And uh, they had the Blue Line Club, and I think I only went there once, but they had the old Blue Line Club, and it, it, Lucia put an end to it, I think. Uh, but the the rival coaches would have go to Jackson, like, noon on Friday and yeah. get fed and and they'd needle each other and, you know, have a good time and you know, a bunch of guys would sit around and have a couple of cocktails and eat lunch and they'd, I'd tell them about their team and that went on all around the league I think,
0: you know. Yeah. And uh, it was, yeah. you know. It's, but uh, that was a real fraternity. Oh yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean <laughs> you know that there are some that go for hockey in, in the winter around here, when, you know, we had the North Stars, but we didn't have basketball yet, and gopher basketball wasn't really a big deal. Uh Muscle one kind of made it, but when Mar- Marouche was the coach, he'd convince C- Souch Sid to make a trip to Grand Forks with him or something. Wow. He'd, go, he'd go on a, like a... a trip up to Grand Forks. Yeah, and then he'd say, you know, you'd have to go to this favorite bar of Marucci's in Grand Forks and drive him back to the hotel, which was a block away or something, just because he was that tight with, you know, they were all in Cook Hall. They were all in one, that little building. They've the offices were cook hall. That was it. So they all had little tiny cubicles, you know, little tiny offices next to each other. And they'd all been there for 30 years. And, uh, you know, Snapper Stein would have a little jug in his, you know, if they, if they wanted a little shot of brandy or something, they'd go down and see the the trainer yeah. for every sport with about two assistants, Snapper Stein and uh that was family. This is all BS, family. You know. Yeah.
0: Well, it's the for
1: The Gopher football family, which by the way has, I looked it up, forty five staff members. That's a big family.
0: That's a very big family,
1: including assistant graphics designer and good, good, important stuff
0: like that. Gopher hockey. Thirty eight million they spent on football last year. Yeah, and you know what's probably going to go up now. Now. Go for hockey across the street in the old building was great. Mm-hmm. I love the old. When they moved to the new, and they they still had a ton of success, but the new building, oh yeah, is you know antiseptic. It's it's fine. Oh, but the old building, the I old did, building I didn't go was a lot, great. But I went. I'll oh, never I forget. It.
1: Declan, the old building. They have a. They've just built this like platform. Yes. to make it a press box okay and it was a platform above the seats this is the pavilion yeah, and yeah the design's the same yep but they had a press box up there there was a platform and there was a steps going up <laughs> and when that place was full i remember being there once and there was these like three guys who were seats were basically behind the steps yeah so they'd rush when the they'd be up, they'd stand the whole game and they'd run when the puck went down to this end, they'd run <laughs> over that side of the steps and when the puck went down to the other end, couldn't see that, they'd yeah. run down to the other end of the steps. And it was unbelievable. The Pat McAletti, my favorite story about Micheletti, is he comes down to see his brother Donnie was a I mean uh Joe Joe was played, but Joe was it wasn't a wasn't crazy. But Donnie was like a brawler. Yeah. So, Americo, his old man was Americo. Italian as you can get, right? And he, would great big car, some Lincoln or something. It'd drive down on Friday. He didn't like the Twin Cities. They'd drive back to Hibbing after the game. Drive back down on Saturday. Oh, you're
0: kidding! Drive
1: back down. He didn't like that. Once in a while, he'd stay yeah. over if it was snowing or right. something. But they go back. But and he forth. didn't want. To. He but Pat tells Pat's riding down as a kid. You know, he's quite a bit younger than Donnie, in the eighth grader or something. They get there, and they're before the game. They're skating around. They're going to play Michigan. And the big Dave Richter, right? Oh yeah, a Michigan but, oh, yeah, a big, big, tough North Stars. Great fight. He and Donnie are skating around, and they bump into each other at this at the blue line, in the you know, and getting a big brawl, and they both get thrown out. And back then, before the game started, yeah, and. <laughs> They both get thrown out for the weekend. You know, back then, if you got in a fight, you were gone for the week, especially if you got in a fight <laughs> when the game wasn't going on. So, Michele, Americo, his wife, and Pat come in. There's no Donnie. You know, they're getting ready. There's five minutes. They get there five minutes before. Yep. They look. There's no Donnie. What happened? Oh, they got in a fight before the game. March back to the car and drive back to him. He oh, they <laughs> for the game. Awesome. <laughs> God, the old man was so <laughs> peeved that he all he did was complain all the way back about
0: Donnie. And Pat was this little goal scorer, yeah, uh,
1: but. He could start a riot. Oh there. yeah. He could start He just a get riot. out of it. He could start a riot in the nursing home for guys. He just wouldn't he stick Linserman. around
0: for it. He'd start he started a uh, oh, yeah. He was the Linseman of Oh god. He was the lensman of hockey. But and, you know what he did? He parked himself right by the damn oh, goal and scored. Score goals. All he the was time. Dino. Dino. I yeah.
1: lot, lot like Dino, but he he could skate some though. I mean, he wasn't yeah. He wasn't totally involved. He started it, but he didn't finish it. Oh god no. He could uh you know, what was it Paul Holmgren always said about Lindseman? He would have played another five years if he didn't have to get in all those fights. You know, he ruined his shoulders yes. from throwing haymakers to, because Lindsayman would go, ah, get the hell out of there and <laughs> stick him with uh, that little rat. You know, Sodmore had him. Who, Holmgren? And, uh, no. Er, Lindsayman, originally. In, uh, oh, in, uh, in Birmingham. Birmingham Bulls? When, he, was,
0: when he, had the, <laughs> he had the fight. He had Glenn's That's Goons. He quarry. had Glenn's Goons. Uh, the, that team would have been, the WHA would uh, have been one of the greatest things to see.
1: The drawing he always had on his office wall out of the Cincinnati Inquirer. He's, the, they're coming to town, the Birmingham Bulls, or were they the Bulls? Bulls yeah. yeah they're coming the to Baby town Balls to play Cleveland. Young yep and it's Sodmore, and he's got a chain, and he's got four guys chained up behind him billido Durbano, one of the Carlsons, and I can't remember who the other one was, and they're walking in and they got blood on their teeth they're coming off and, and he's walking Glenn's Glen's goons. it says that he's walking it sodmore was so proud of that he had it on the wall, you know so. Yeah, the WCHA in the day, man. That was uh Sodmore too. I mean, he was Marouch's yeah Marusha's, uh successor. Anyway, we, that should handle it, huh? We good? We good. All right. All right. T- talk to you next week. Yes. If you have questions about your retirement savings, you want to work with a person that knows what he's doing or she's doing, whoever it is. In this case, Josh, do what I did and work with a person that you know you can trust. That is Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. This is Patrick Ricey. You need to see my guy, Josh, now, especially with what's going on in the markets today. You need Josh's straight talk, not any sugar-coated advice. Sit down with Josh for a no-cost, no-obligation obligation forty eight. minutes minute consultation to review your investments, including your IRA and 401k. You can learn how you can benefit from Josh Arnold's experienced and focused approach. Call Josh now at 952-925-5608. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, 952-925-5608.
0: Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's Dog DNA Test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan.